If you've seen HDTV, you definitely want HDTV. But will a large new flat screen television fit into the footprint your old tube occupies? And how will that high def change the way you light the room? Read our easy tips to design a media room when you hit moneypit.com. Just click on ideas and tips, then click repair and improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair questions, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT with your home improvement question. With your do-it-yourself dilemma, we're here to help you get the job done. 888-666-3974. You know, believe it or not, we still have several weeks of hurricane season left. We've been pretty blessed with some lucky weather this year compared Knock to past. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Uh, the season runs right into November, and the U.S. coast has dodged a pretty major bullet this year so far. But you don't have to live along the coast to worry about bad storms and protecting your house. We're going to tell you how to keep your house storm ready all year long, no matter where you live, coming up. And also this hour, you know, according to a recent EPA study, that's the Environmental Protection Agency, they're saying that the air inside your house can be worse to breathe than the air outside. I mean, it's crazy. Your house is a polluter and it could be making you sick. We're going to tell you how to clear the air in your home in just a little bit. And how safe are the windows in your house? Well, do you have pets or kids? It's important to look at the windows from a safety standpoint. Coming up, an expert joins the program with advice on how to spot the danger zones and what to do about them. And also this hour, we're giving away a very cool prize to help you stay safe in your kitchen. You know, it's the place where most residential fires start. So we want to make sure that you're prepared in the event of this emergency. So we're giving away the Home Hero Fire Extinguisher. It's worth 30 bucks. It's available only at the Home Depot. It's simple to use, and it's really a stylish fire extinguisher. So call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT with your home improvement question, 888-666-3974. Who's first? Now we've got Marsha in California with a water damage question. What happened? Well, we had uh, flashing around our uh, heating and air conditioner that was on the roof, and we didn't realize that that flashing was damaged. And so by the time we got uh, water damage in the bedroom, it's uh, not very good, and the ceiling is all stained. And so I was hoping to find out the steps for preparing that ceiling to paint it. Step one, fix leak. <laughs> okay, okay, we have a new roof. All right, okay. good. New flashing, right. new roof, new new heating air conditioner. <laughs> all right, those are all good things. Now, how big is the stain? It, it covers a good portion of the ceiling. All right, and that's all I need to know. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to get an oil-based primer. This could be Kills or it could be uh, bin, Zinzer. The bin, what's it called? Bin 123 or something mm-hmm. like Bullseye that? Bullseye 123. Bullseye 123. Any one of these good quality oil-based primers. And I want you to prime not just the spot but the entire ceiling. And the reason that you're doing that, Marcia, is because if you don't prime the entire ceiling, the, the ceiling paint that you're going to put on after this is going to absorb differently in the primed versus the non-primed spots. But if mm-hmm. you prime the entire surface, it will neutralize that stain. It will give you, it will give you good adhesion from the 
old to the new, and it'll give you a nice, flat, smooth surface for the top coat to be on. Um, after putting the oil base on, is it okay to use latex after that? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. absolutely. And I was wondering, some friends of mine said that they thought that I ought to wash the ceiling down with bleach because that that would uh, kill anything that was in there that was growing. No, mm-hmm. if it's still if it's if it's dry because I presume the leak's been fixed for quite a while yep. now. There's yes, no reason to use a mildicide on it. Primers like that have mildicides in them and I wouldn't worry about that. You just want to get a good primer on there so you seal that stain in because if you don't, what happens is some of the qualities of that stain, you get a chemical reaction and some of those colors will leach through the paint unless you prime it first. Oh, I see. And so then the bleach would be a bad idea? Well, it's just not necessary. It's just to not a necessary state. No, I just wouldn't do it. I would just prime it, and that's all you need to do, and you can paint right on top of that, and you'd be done with it. Oh, good. So then I don't have to use the no, bleach. No, you don't have to. No. no, you'll be fine. I've heard of the kills before, and I've used that in my bathroom, and I know it works really well. It works we had great. A severe mold problem in there, and I had to take the wall out, and so... Uh, I just didn't know whether or not that stain, you know, would uh, give up. <laughs> no, if you prime, you will seal that stain right in, and you'll never see it again. We're getting it really cool in the morning, and if you could give me a temperature range of when is the best temperature to start painting and the best temperature to stop painting. As long as it's not an extreme cold or an extreme hot, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And if you wait for a really non-humid day, it's going to dry lickety-split. Okay, okay, so humidity is more important than the temperature. Yeah, when you're painting oh, inside yeah. your house, for sure. Well, I can tell you here in California, we really appreciate uh, you, Tom, and Leslie, the, the program that you put on here. It's really helpful. Thank you so much, Marsha. Good luck with that project. Thanks a lot. We've got Frank from New York on the line who's got water in his basement. Frank, is it there right now? Uh, no, it's not. Uh, and it doesn't happen with every rainfall. It's just when, when the rain falls, I guess, a certain way and hits the back wall of the house, that's when I get uh, a little puddle. Now, I've been told that there are two ways to solve this problem. One is to dig a ditch about two and a half feet away from the house, dig down past the foundation, uh, repair any cracks that are seen. Stop right there. That's the wrong way. What's the next way you were told? <laughs> uh, oh, Okay. Uh, the next way I was told was they, they fix it from the inside. They do they dig down about a foot and a foot away. Stop right there. Repairing wet basements does not require the use of a shovel. How about that? Especially with what you said when you see it after a very, very heavy rainfall. That's indicative of things going on outside. Yeah, this has got a very simple solution, Frank. Um, basements flood. A lot of these waterproofing contractors like are recommended to dig out around the outside or the inside of your house, install drains and pumps and all that sort of thing. Almost never, ever needed and absolutely never needed when you can trace the flooding problem to heavy rains. Because what's happening is you're just getting too much water that's collecting around the outside. This is a drainage issue. So I want you to look at two things very, very carefully. Number one is the angle of the soil around the outside of the house, especially on that back wall. In a perfect world, we want to see that soil slope about six inches over four feet. So you have a nice even slope right from the get-go when it comes away from the wall. We want that to be compact, not topsoil, but clean filled dirt because topsoil tends to be very organic. I don't want to see any stone there or anything that's going to hold water back. 
The second thing is the gutter system. You've got to have gutters. They have to be appropriately sized. You need one downspout for every 400 to 600 square feet of roofing surface. And most importantly, and this is the number one thing that you can do that solves so many wet basements. It's very simple, but it's very effective. Get the downspouts out away from the foundation. We want to see them four to six feet away from the foundation. If you control the water on the outside, you will eliminate the water on the inside. You don't need to dig this house up, Frank. Wow. That's great news. Yep, very uh, now, simple, does very effective. Does it change effective. anything? Because yeah, I, I didn't tell you, there's a patio, there's a cement slab in the back. Well, that makes it a little bit harder to do the drainage, the drainage improvements okay. because the water might be sitting on that patio and finding its way in. If you have a patio up against the wall, you can look for cracks and try to seal the space between the patio and the wall. But I would tell you to, to look at the gutter system first because that's probably going to be the biggest source of the water. Do you have a gutter over that, uh, over that patio area? Yes, Is, yes I do. All right, and where are the downspouts for that? The downspouts are towards the ends, uh, each corner of the house. Now, is there any chance that the downs that the gutters were overflowing in heavy rain? You know, it's possible. I I, I haven't looked. Okay, that very well may be possible, Frank. I, I I can't tell you how many times I have solved wet basements that people thought were going to cost twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars to fix just by unplugging a gutter. You got to look at those outside drainage conditions. If you have a lot of water collecting around the outside of the perimeter, that's what causes it. Frank, thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Okay, thanks. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, and believe it or not, the holidays, yes, the holidays are right around the corner. So if you need some help getting your house in tip-top shape for that big holiday meal, give us a call with your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, you don't have to live in a hurricane-prone state to worry about storm damage. Find out what you can do to prevent damage in any storm next. Before hitting the airwaves, I spent 20 years as a home inspector making sure home buyers were not moving into real-life money pits. And after performing 6,000 inspections, I knew exactly which brand of water heater I could trust, and that brand is Rheem. Ream tank and tankless water heaters are dependable and energy efficient. Ream tankless units never run out of hot water, cost 25% less to run, and even qualify for a $300 tax credit. Ream's tank units include state-of-the-art features like Everclean, which prevents sediment buildup and reduces energy costs. If you want dependable, energy-efficient hot water, you want Ream. Learn more at Ream.com. That's R-H-E-E-M.com. I trust Ream for my hot water, and so can you. Hello, I'm Rob Petterkevich, Executive Director of the American Society of Home Inspectors. Home ownership rates in the United States are at an all-time high, but did you know the average cost of a home is now more than $260,000? If you're in the process of buying or selling a home, then you know how overwhelming this experience can be. It's also one of the biggest financial investments you'll ever make. So it's important to have your home thoroughly inspected by a qualified professional before you make your final purchase decision. In addition to checking for structural problems, the inspection should cover all the important systems as well. And an inspection is not just for prospective buyers. It's a good idea to have your home inspected before you put it up for sale. Older homes should be inspected every 10 years. New homes, as well as townhouses and condominiums, should be carefully examined too. This can help protect your investment and prevent potential problems. For more information, please visit ashy.org. A public service message from the American Society of Home Inspectors. Table saw. <laughs> 
18-volt drill driver. Eight-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. The best things in life really can be free. We have a new membership program here at the Money Pit, and we are so sure that you'll save money as a member. We're going to let you try it for free for a month. That's right. You can try out our membership program for 30 days totally free. We've partnered with the American Homeowners Association to create a program that will save you big money on everything you buy for your home, even your groceries. So grab a pen because you will want to write this number down. You'll not only save money, you'll make more confident decisions about a remodeling, repair, or maintenance contractor and a lot more. And when you hire a contractor through our referral service, you're going to get a $1,000 guarantee that the job gets done right. That's right. With our new Money Pit American Homeowners Association membership, you can also save on eyeglasses, contacts, and vision care, and even save hundreds a month on groceries. And check this out. If you're among the first thousand listeners to sign up, you're also going to get a Zircon LaserBall 360 laser level and Zircon's very hot i60 one-step stud sensor. It's a $50 value. So call 1-866-732-5466. That number is 1-866-REAL-HOME. But you'll have to be one of the first 1,000 members, so call right now, 1-866-REAL-HOME. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you should give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT because we've got a chance for you to win a pretty amazing prize today. It's going to keep you a lot safer in your kitchen and around your home. It's the Home Hero Kitchen Fire Extinguisher. It's fast and easy to access, especially in an emergency because the thing looks darn good. You're going to want to keep it out on the counter rather than hiding it away where you can't find it in the event of a catastrophe. It's got a grip and trigger system for simple one-handed use and the instructions are printed right on it so you can read them in the emergency as you're getting frantic and operate that fire extinguisher properly it's worth 30 bucks but it could be yours for free but you got to ask your question on air so give us a call now at 1-888-MONEYPIT 888-666-3974 speaking of emergencies you know thousands of miles of u.s coastline are at risk for hurricanes every year and we're not out of the woods yet hurricane season does run through november but even if you live inland you could still benefit from a little storm proofing at your house if your home is not properly protected even a mild storm can wind up costing you a boatload of money in repairs so here's a couple of things you might want to think about doing first of all inspect your home's roof and gutters now you don't have 
have to climb a ladder to do this. You can use binoculars if you're not comfortable on the roof. Repair any loose or torn shingles you see to prevent any further damage. And all gutters, they need to be firmly attached to your house to be clog-free. So if they're starting to pull away, remove the spikes and use the long gutter lag bolts. They're about seven or eight inches long, and they fit in the same hole the spike came out of, but they once you put them in, they do not pull out. Keep the gutters nice and tight so the water doesn't back up under them and get into your house. Yeah, and while you're also walking around your house sort of sussing everything up, you want to take a look at your shutters and repair any areas that might be loose, whether it's your siding, your shutters, anything else that could become airborne in a storm. You know, think about it. If it can easily come off, tighten it up, fix it up, make it stay there. You also want to consider installing storm shutters to protect windows from flying debris if you find that this is a necessity where you live. And if you realize that you do need to make some roof repairs or if you decide to install storm-resistant windows or doors, that that's the time to really think about extra waterproof protection for your home. You really do have to take some extra steps, and there are some specialized materials that can help you keep that water away. For instance, think about premium building materials. They're going to help you maximize your home's resistant to wind-driven rains, other hazards like ice dams, depending on where you live in the country. If you're looking for some great options, especially based on where you are and what necessities you might need individually, you can visit a great website. It's graceathome.com, and they've got all the information there to make sure you keep the water outside where it belongs. 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's next? Sandra in Rhode Island's got a fence that needs some help. What can we do for you? In my money pit, I am surrounded by stockade fencing. Okie dokes. And I want to put up a new back fence. And I really hate that gray New England look. I'd like to know what I can do to that, not only to make it look nicer, but to actually preserve the wood so I don't have to replace it again. So you're hoping to start off with something fresh or spruce up what's already there? I, I, something new. I only have one back area that I have to fill. My neighbors fill both sides. <laughs> so it's just the back uh, of the yard, the whole back of the yard, maybe about 40 feet. Do you like the look of the vinyl fencing, Sandra? That really is beautiful, but where it's going to go, it's not going to be appreciated or seen. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, there's nothing wrong with using some spruce fencing, and you could spruce up the spruce by using a solid <laughs> color stain on it. Spruce rather than the regular stockade fencing, you Regular mean? stockade fence is spruce. It is spruce. But yeah. it's also available in cedar, although if you put it in properly and you're going to finish it correctly, and by mm-hmm. putting it in properly, I mean make sure it's the, the fence sections are above the grade so they're not in contact with the grade because that can shorten their life. And secondly, make sure it's finished properly. And Leslie, I'd finish this just the same way you finish a deck. Oh, absolutely. And and actually, if you find that the wood on your existing stockade fence is in good condition, you might be able to just get away with, um, you know, a wood cleanser and a pressure washer. You know, I would start off first, if the wood's in good shape and doesn't need repair or replacing, I would start off with a product, something like uh, Flood's Dex Wood, which is made to restore and refresh the look of aged wood. It gets the gray out. So you would be surprised. Oh. Just using a cleanser like that with a pressure washer is going to get you only almost to brand spanking new looking wood. At that point, I'd say let it dry out. And then depending on how it looks, go for either a clear or a semi-transparent or a solid stain, which could then put you in a variety of looks from something natural to something, you know, outrageous in color, but still seeing the grain to even something that's as saturated in color as paint, but it goes on the way a stain would, it penetrates into the wood. And all of those, you know, will help it be resistant to moisture, sun damage, blistering 
checking. So that's what I would do if you find that your wood on your de- on your uh, fence rather is still in good shape and just needs some freshening up. If you're beyond that, you know, look for styles that will enhance that back portion of your yard. I'm not really sure how much of it you're going to be seeing. You know, of course, depending on what the aesthetic is and how much you're going to see will vary to the costs and, you know, how much you want to invest in this. But right. make sure, like Tom said, that the wood pickets themselves are not touching the ground because that could invite rot and bugs and all sorts of infestations you don't want. Right. We've learned that one the hard way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet you have. Sandra, yeah. thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Thanks, guys. I enjoy the show. Rich New Jersey's got a brick house that's got some issues. What's going on? Hey, uh, hi, Leslie. I have a, uh, an old home built in somewhere in the 1880s, and I've got an interior brick chimney and a and, uh, foundation. Now, the brick chimney is literally falling apart. I can mm. put my whole arm right through it. Ooh, okay, it's this is not to, good. It's turned to dust, and I don't know why, and the same thing's happened to the foundation. It's turning to dust where the mortar is bonding the uh, stones for the foundation. The brick chimney, is that for your heating system, or do you have a fireplace? What is it serving? Heating system. The only okay. thing on there right now is a um, is the water heater. What's happening with your furnace? Um, furnace is, out, is a modern furnace. It's vented out the sidewall. Okay, well, that's, that's good. Well, what's happening here is you are dumping your water heater into the chimney. The chimney is never going to get very, very warm, so you're going to have more con- condensation, mm-hmm. more acidic condensation. It's going to break down those mortar joints. What you really need to do here, Rich, is you need to line the chimney. Now, it doesn't have to be expensive. We're not talking about a masonry liner. When you're just venting the water heater, you can drop a stainless steel liner that's sort of like a, kind of looks like a dryer hose where it expands. Mm-hmm. It goes from the top of the chimney all the way down, comes out the side, and then the water heater will attach to that. And and that will solve the problem of getting the gases from the water heater out of that chimney safely. And then your repairs just become structural. The mortar is going to have to be repointed from, from time to time, from place to place, just to keep the chimney structure intact. But you won't have to worry about combustion gases leaking out. Okay, and is that the cause of the bricks themselves disintegrating? It's the condensate and the moisture, right? You know, that in 125 years of house yeah. age. You know? okay. <laughs> okay. And Rich, you'll right. find that even even with older homes, as you update the heating or the hot water system, most of the manufacturers are recommending if your chimney is not lined to line it because there's far more condensate or far less condensate, depending on which unit you're using, and the chimney does tend to react to it. So it's just a preventative measure. Okay, one well, last quick question for you. What can I do, because this is an interior chimney, and again, it's an old house, lath and plaster, what can I do to the piece of the chimney that I can see to, to repair it? Uh, I mean, there's literally holes. You're going to have to rebuild those sections with rebuild. fresh mortar and, uh, you know, putting the brick back. So that's all there is to yeah. it. And if you're concerned about replacing some brick and things not looking up to age for, you know, pieces that are side by side, try an architectural salvage yard for actual old brick that might have that wear and tear that replicates what you've already got. And you know, Rich, there's one other thing you could do in, in, altogether, and that is to switch out your, change out your water heater to a direct vent model or install right. a tankless water heater and direct vent it. It'll take up less room, be more efficient. If that's the case, then you can disassemble that chimney. Take it down from the top. Just okay. keep gravity in mind. Right. Start from the top okay. and, and work on down. Rich, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Yes, when you take a chimney apart, you need to keep gravity in mind. <laughs> Always a good safety practice. This is the Money Pit, and up next, we're going to teach you how to inspect your windows for safety flaws. We're going to tell you where to look, so stick around. You live in a Money Pit! The Money Pit is being brought to you by, well, by us. 
save hundreds a month on groceries, not to mention significant savings on home improvement products and services with your new Money Pit American Homeowners Association membership. And get $50 in Zircon tools if you join in the next 30 minutes. Call now. 866-REAL-HOME. That's 866-REAL-HOME. Now here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. All right, Money Pit fans, whether you are building a new home or maybe you're renovating a cherished older home, you know, there's a lot to think about, especially when it comes to the windows. You know, there are some questions you want to think about. What are the best types of windows to have in a home, especially a home with small children? Which type of windows are going to help prevent noise penetration and discourage intruders? There's lots of things to think about. Absolutely. And here to help us sort it all out is Christopher Burke. He is a product manager for Simonton Windows. And Chris, so uh, you're not David Letterman, but we're going to let you give us your top (laughs) 10 list for Windows safety. So let's go through that list, starting with number 10. Number 10, to protect your home from harmful UV rays, make sure that your windows have low-E glass in them. It reduces fading of carpets, furnitures, and treatments. All right, so sort of a window safety tip for your furnishings. Exactly. Number nine. Before ordering windows, make sure to examine the unit's locking system and operations. And should you practice using them and make sure you know how to open them up and really make sure they work efficiently and quickly? Exactly. Yes. Number eight, you say um, if you need to use window guards on the inside of your windows, you want to make sure they're very operable. Now, what is a common mistake that parents make when it comes to uh, choosing window guards? Uh, You need to have a window guard that you can take off easily in Mm -hmm. case of a fire or something, and that window has to be used as an exit. I mean, you want to keep the people in to keep them safe, but every now and then, your best way out of the house is through that window. All right, good point. Number seven, uh, windows as ventilation. Isn't that the idea, Chris? That is, unless you have young children around. Kids are uh, very curious and love to look out of the windows, watch the neighborhood dog run around the yard, (laughs) kids play and everything. So you want to make sure that they can't fall out. Is there something that we can have in a window option that would prevent maybe the window from fully opening but still allow air in? There are ventilation locks that will keep the sash that opens about uh, four or five inches. All right, good to know. Number six, what about pets and kids? If you have uh, windows, especially in the second story of your home, uh, make sure they've got the window ventilation uh, stops on them or some kind of guard so the kids aren't going to fall out of the windows. Mm -hmm. And even ones that open from the top down and then double hung instead of opening the bottom ones. Right. I mean, it's wonderful if you got a full screen that double hung, just pull the top sash down a little bit. The kids can't reach it and you're still getting air through it. We're talking to Christopher Burke. He's a product manager for Simonton Windows. Chris, your next tip has to do with windows that may find themselves in a crime-ridden area. Are there windows that can actually prevent crime? Uh, There are windows that certainly can deter people from coming through them. Uh, They have what is called uh, tempered safety glass. Okay. And not only is the glass tempered, it has a laminate in between two pieces of glass, similar to a car windshield. So they can pound on it with a a rock, a brick, a crowbar, and they're going to crack the glass but it's going to stay adhered to that inner layer so they're not coming through that window. Now, isn't that the same type of glass that's used for uh, for storm windows where you have flying debris to worry about? Very similar. Uh, depending on how thick you make that inner layer in between the two pieces of glass, uh, it can be strong enough to withstand windborne debris during a hurricane. All right, number four is a tip about window treatments, really. How do you keep kids safe around window treatments? One of the uh, most popular window treatments I can think of are the little mini blinds that have the cord that dangles down that you can open them and close them with. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, if you have small kids around, they will get in, They can get entangled in them. So the best thing to do is coil them up and put them at the very top where only you can reach them. 
Uh, if you don't plan on ever really pulling them all the way up, then you can actually uh, trim those cords to make them much shorter. Interesting. And number three, um, you talk about practicing safety drills. You know, I actually did a, a, a fire safety segment for CNN once at my house, and uh, we had an instructor here who tried to trick me. He, he filled the house with smoke. It was a it was a <laughs> test sort of for me, and he assigned different places around the house and the yard for people to be in. He had put my young son outside and uh, me in my office and my, my wife and my daughter uh, upstairs. And, of course, three of us got out and went to the meeting place and he said where's your son and we said well he's already outside well he had actually gone back in to look for us oh so you can't be too careful when it comes to practicing safety drills and a lot of those are going to involve making sure your windows can open and kids can get out exactly uh, always have at least two ways out of every single room whether it's through the door if that way is blocked you can go out a window uh, you hit on a very key point there too talking about have a designated place to meet that way, you know, once everybody's there, you're there. If you get there first, you stay there. You do not go back in the house. All right. And number two, again, is about keeping kids away from climbing into windows. Keep furniture or anything that children can climb away from your windows, including cribs. Yes. Uh, if you look at a crib, you think, okay, the kid can't get out of the crib. Uh, if the wall's there, that's correct, because there's nothing for the child to pull themselves up with. But if there's a window, they might be able to grab a hold of the edge of the window and pull themselves up out of the crib and, unfortunately, could go out the window, too. And finally, the number one tip for keeping windows safe. You say, remember that window screens are designed only to keep insects out. Good point. You know, the way screens are made today is a heck of a lot different than the way they were made, say, when we were kids. They are made a lot different. Uh, we really don't want to see the screen in the window. They're mm -hmm. keep the bugs out, but the frames are much thinner. They're, the screens are, the, the mesh themselves are invisible. And the Screen Manufacturers Association offer a program called Kids Can't Fly. <laughs> Educate people about the fact that, I mean, screens really are there just to keep the bugs out. And I've seen some windows actually have what are called locking screens. Right. Those are fine in the fact that you can't take the screen out of the window. But remember, we're just talking about thin nylon mesh that's held into that frame by a, a gasket. Yeah, it's not going to hold anybody's weight. Yeah, but you know, when we grew up, we had that heavy aluminum screening. I mean, you could bang on that stuff and you wouldn't go through but today the screen just pops right out exactly because it's, it's made of nylon the aluminum if you remember you could take your pencil and write your name on it and That's it would right. actually bend <laughs> the aluminum and you'd see it there forever christopher burke product manager with simonton windows thanks for uh, providing those safety tips for us if you want more information on chris's company you can go to simonton.com thanks that's great all right, lots of great information about windows, particularly safety. you got to keep everybody safe at home. Now, speaking of safety at home, you might not be aware of it, but your home could be a polluter. We're going to tell you how to reduce your home's pollution and improve the air quality in your house after this. If you have trouble sleeping because of stuffy air, or if your floors and furniture feel sticky, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. During milder weather, when your air conditioner isn't running, humidity levels can rise unchecked. Whether it's mold and mildew or musty smells invading your home, an April Air Central Dehumidifier will help eliminate excess moisture and get you back on your way to a comfortable, healthy home and a good night's sleep. Call your heating and cooling contractor today or visit AprilAir.com. April Air, fresh ideas for indoor air. 
Soaring energy prices, brutal insurance rates, variable rate loans that go nowhere but up. These are very tough times for homeowners. So we decided to do something about it. That's right. We partnered with the American Homeowners Association to create a program to ease the squeeze on American homeowners. And we're so sure that you're going to save tons of money using this unique membership that we're going to give you a month for free. Not only that, we'll give you a pair of top-notch electronic tools from Zircon, the LaserBall 360, and the Stud Sensor i60 just for becoming a member. You will save money with your membership. We guarantee it. Call 1-866-REAL-HOME. That's 1-866-REAL-HOME. It's a no-brainer. But you're going to have to be one of our first 1,000 members, so call right now at 1-866-REAL-HOME. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. <laughs> but you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee mm-hmm. table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools lets you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at The Home Depot. That's just beautiful. Wouldn't it be great if you never had to worry about running out of hot water again? Do you want to pay less money to heat water for your home? And how about a $300 credit on this year's taxes? All those things can be yours with a Ream tankless water heater. A Ream tankless water heater is backed up by more than 100 years of trusted quality and a reliable reputation and provides as much hot water as you want when you need it. You can run your dishwasher, your washing machine, and shower at the same time and still have plenty of hot water. And Ream tankless water heaters qualify for a $300 federal energy efficiency tax credit through the end of 2007. So if you're in the market for a new water heater and never want to run out of hot water again, now is a great time to go tankless. Plenty of hot water, energy efficiency, and a $300 tax credit. What more could you want? Relax, it's Ream. Visit Ream.com to learn more. That's R-H-E-E-M.com. AOL's new real estate site has the answer to any question a homeowner, buyer, seller, or renter may have. In fact, it's kind of spooky, almost like they're reading your mind. Hello? Hello? Who said that? Me, down here. I'm AOL Real Estate. Got any questions about your house? Hmm. Well, I do have a question about my 60s-style bungalow, because there's pink paint in the back and... Lead composition. Stabilize with 3-in-1 primer. Paint over with an Aegean blue to match your eyes. I think I love you. AOL Real Estate. So smart, it's amazing. Go to realestate.aol.com to see our own answer man, Tom Kreitler, in action. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to aprilair.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we make good homes better. One way we're going to do that right now is give you a couple of tips on safety. Did you know that October is National Fire Prevention Month? Oh, well, for happy Fire Prevention Month. Send me a card. <laughs> I'll make one up special And let's for you. try to prevent some fires. Did you know that cooking is the number one cause of fires at home? Well, makes sense. If you call us right now, though, at one Pit, we'll give you a chance to win a great prize that will keep you safer in the kitchen. It's a brand new fire extinguisher 
sculpture called the Home Hero that's available at the Home Depot. And what's cool about it is it looks cool. It's also very effective, and we like it, but we're going to give it away. It's worth 30 bucks. The number is one eight 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 money pit just for asking your question on the air. We will toss your name in the Money Pit hard hat, and if we pull your name at the end of the show, you will be getting the Home Hero fire extinguisher. Ah, and maybe your question has to do with indoor air quality, how to keep your home healthier on the indoors, because believe it or not, American homes, get this, create more pollution than automobiles. That is crazy. Indoors, these pollutants can actually cause health problems and some serious damage, perhaps, to your home. But if you install an air cleaner system, it can remove carbon monoxide, smoke, cooking scents, mold, mildew, other pollutants that you might have around there, allergens, viruses, bacteria, all sorts of things that could really irritate your respiratory system. So if you do a couple of these steps towards making your house a lot cleaner, like installing the air cleaner system, dusting, be on top of it, you can actually create some indoor air that will help you breathe more easily. 888-666-3974. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Call us right now with your question. Leslie, who's next? We've got Robert in Massachusetts on the line. And what can we help you with today? Uh, yes, thank you. I have uh, two questions. The first of which is uh, I had a main drain leak uh, in uh, my basement, and I uh, the main drain pipe itself I patched up with epoxy, uh, which uh, you know stopped the leak, um, well from leaking any further. My question is: first question is, should I replace that section of the main drain that was leaking, or will the epoxy uh, hold long enough to do the job. The epoxy will probably hold a good long time, and if it's doing the job now, I would not be in any rush to replace it. I actually used epoxy to fix a hot water radiator that was leaking a bit, and then I just didn't have the time to take the whole thing out and do it right. And uh, I hate to admit it, but that was about five years ago. <laughs> it's still standing up just fine. So uh, I think epoxy is a good repair product for a plumbing drain like that. All right, now, I noticed the epoxy when I read the uh, fine print. It said uh, this epoxy, I think, was produced in California, and then uh, California state standards says it sometimes uh, can contribute to cancer or something. Uh, you know, California's got some pretty rigid yeah. labeling instructions. I wouldn't be making I my own I bought a souvenir at an amusement park one time, and on the receipt it said, this product contains something known to the state of California. And I was like, good Lord, what do I do with this? <laughs> so they're yeah. very tough on regulations, but overly so. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be basing my home improvement decisions based on some of those warnings, although I'm sure they're there for good reason. And certainly if people have certain chemical sensitivities, the labeling is very, very important. But, you know, epoxy is just a good old standard product that works really well for this kind of a, of a plumbing problem. And I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to fix you up just fine. Robert, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Talking to Laura in Indiana, what's going on at your Money Pit? Well, I have a small bathroom that... When we, um, my son is the only one that takes a shower in there, and I used the correct wall, the drywall, when we built it, the green wall, the wall board. The green board? It still has slight um, mildew at the top, at the top of the ceiling and the top of the wall. I used some bleach water. I wiped it. I rinsed it, and it still forms. And But he does not always use his exhaust fan in there. That's that the problem. I was going to say, is he a teenager? <sighs> yes. 
<laughs> yeah, sure thing. Um, well, as Leslie said, that is the problem. Um, a couple of things you can do to control humidity. First of all, you really do need to use the exhaust fan. What you might want to think about doing here, is Laura... Is it too late to wire the light and the exhaust exactly fan together? That's exactly what I was thinking. Yep, that's exa- <laughs> exactly what this I was This way you're forcing him to use it? Yep. When it wire, have, and a lot of uh, fans and lights can be set up this way very easily so that whenever you turn the light on, the fan comes on. The other thing that you can do is put in what's called an aux sensor, which is basically an automatic switch so that whenever there's movement inside the bathroom, the fan comes on. You've got the right tools. You just need to get them to do it. Now, in terms of uh, what you can do to the existing surface, you are doing the right thing by cleaning it. I would recommend um, that you use a product called Simple Green, which is very effective at removing mildew and removing mold first. And then you really want to prime that surface. Use a good quality primer, like a Kills oil-based primer. And then on top of that, use a kitchen and bath paint. And Bear makes one with NanoGuard technology that's very, very effective at reducing mold and mildew growth. Okay, so instead of using bleach water, use Simple Green? Simple Green, yep. Okay. Works good. It's much safer, too. Okay. Uh Uh-oh, up next, toilet troubles, Leslie. Uh-oh, what kind? Toilet troubles for one family with a toddler who likes to toss things into the bowl. <laughs> I think that's an every family problem, though. We'll flush out the solution after this. You live in a money pit. Money pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Ream Tankless Water Heaters which qualify for a $300 energy-efficient tax credit if purchased before the end of this year. Learn more at ream.com. That's R-H-E-E-M.com. Now here are Tom and Leslie. 888-666-3974. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And me and Tom, we've got a hint for you that is hot off of the Money Pit presses. And it is going to make window washing easier and less expensive. You know, newspaper, you've got it kicking around. And it is an excellent replacement for paper towels. You've got it handy. It eliminates streaks. Just make sure you use the black and white pages because sometimes the colored pages end up on like your wood frame and you get lots of wear and sometimes that's hard to clean so you stick with the black and white pages you will end up with streak free windows we've got different tips all at moneypit.com for every day of the year and you can even have our fantastic money pit tips pop up on your website for free and while you're snooping around over at moneypit.com go ahead and click on ask tom and leslie and ask us any question about your house any time of the day or night and we've got one here it's from Chantel in san francisco who writes my two-year-old son flushed a relatively large toy down the toilet. Bless his heart. (laughs) I know, totally. We took the bowl off and didn't find it in the trap, which means it's somewhere in the base of the toilet. But we can't feel it, and we can't reach it ourselves from either end of the bowl. Do we need to replace the toilet? Man, that sounds like a mess. You know, I had this exact thing happen to me, Chantel. I had a toilet uh, in my house clog the night before a big family gathering. So in order to fix that, I was absolutely sure the reason it clogged was the willow tree outside, which always clogs the roots. Uh, the, root, the roots get into the pipe, the drain pipe, about once a year. So early that morning, I got up early. I got out. I got my shovel because I knew where the clogs always uh-huh. happen. And I dug down and I found the pipe. And I and I, I uh, snaked it to the one side, snaked it to the other side, put it all back together, went upstairs, flushed, overflowed the toilet. I'm like, man, what happened? I thought I got it. And so now I figure, well, it's got to be between the toilet and the pipe. So I pulled the toilet off, 
Now I'm working from the bottom of the toilet down into the pipe, snake that, still didn't work. Uh-huh. And then finally, out of the corner of my eye, I happened to notice on the underside of the toilet was something blue oh, sticking God. out. And it wasn't the tidy bowl, ma'am. No, it was a cute little little handset phone, toy <laughs> phone, that my darling little child had flushed down there. So we feel your pain. The solution for this is to break it apart step by step, just like I did. Now, inside the toilet itself, there is a trap. And the trap is S-shaped. And if that toy is stuck in that trap, you've got to get the snake inside the toilet to pull it out. The good news is it's only about two feet long, so you should be able to find it. All right. Now, Chantel and every other family in America knows what to do. So, Leslie, of the many home improvement skills that I have, keeping my house plants alive is not one of them. I mean, <laughs> I, I kill silk plants usually from overwatering, but but you are here to tell us that watering your silk and other plastic uh, fauna inside the house is actually not such a bad idea. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I'm not talking about going over there with your watering can and hitting the imaginary dirt area. I'm actually talking about taking those plants, those flowers, whatever you've got that's artificial on the indoors, out of their pots, whatever kind of container you've got them in, take them out, bring them into the bathroom, put them in the shower. Don't put them like directly under the blaring down water, but let them get misted, let them get some wetness on them, and then wipe all the leaves clean because this is going to get rid of all of that dust that sort of weighs down those leaves and makes things, you know, not look as alive as they should be. If you give them a little bit of attention, those arrangements, which sometimes can be hundreds of dollars, which blows my mind, but they look amazing, will last and last, and you will want to display it for years to come. So even show those fake flowers a bit of attention. And they'll grow taller, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If your artificial plant is growing, I want to know what you're doing because I have some real plants over here that could use some help. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Coming up next week, is your cooktop working for you or against you? Well, if you're in the market for a new one, there are some design choices that you can make that will make using your stove a heck of a lot easier. We're going to whip up some kitchen ideas on the next edition of the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Hey, 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 money pit.